This is Aussies on NBA, Australia's number one NBA podcast. With the NBA Oracle, Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web, and the natural Matty LeBron. Yes, welcome to Aussies on NBA. We're joined by the NBA Oracle and Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web, and we're going to be talking about NBA with the Aussie perspective. Let's start it off in the right way. Oracle, mate, are you there with us? Oh, what? A week, mate. I can't wait to talk about what's what we've seen in the NBA. What do you think is the biggest news of the week in NBA-wise this week, Oracle? I know what Pete thinks, um, but I'd like to know what you think is the biggest news in the NBA. I think it's the Sixers. <laughs> ah, really? I thought, I thought, Pete that they were dead in the water at the start of the season. Harden was going to be a problem, and they weren't going to get enough for him. But I think in this last week, they've proven that these guys are contenders. They're better off without him. Did you see Maxi yesterday? I sure did, Pete. Wow. It was, it was an incredible performance. It, um, he compliments MB way better than Harden ever did. He brings that energy I mean, he's shooting, he's passing, he's lack of turnovers. I mean, the kid is just unreal. When he played the Celtics, every time he shot the ball, I thought it was going in. And coupled with all those versatile wings they've got, they've got a really, really dangerous team right now. I I think they're the story at the start of the season. The trades have worked out uh, really well, and there's probably one to come. That's what depending, they're saying. Depending where, where it's at. They keep, they keep saying a, a playmaker. They need another playmaker. i tell you what, you if so? you're looking at Halliburton on the other side like yesterday, there's almost a championship there if you, you pair the two Tyrese's up. I swear, if you've got... If, you've got a, if you score, can score like that with Halliburton giving him a half a yard of space... Like, because he's an elite passer of the ball, he's he's streets mm. ahead of the assists at the moment. But um, I'm liking Covington. Yeah. Um, I'm liking Batum. Um, I'm li- uh, It's funny. Did you see the lineup I sent you the other day, where it had um, <laughs> it had uh, all the old blokes. It's like it was like in b- yeah. little little brother Jojo with all the old older brothers. <laughs> So what? A, could you They've got imagine? A great mix, don't they? It's pretty good. Cool. I think it's, that's what's needed: some, some calm heads, some veterans. Because, you know, Maxi, just let him let him go. Like yeah. Harden, what a handbrake! He should be handbrake Harden. That's what he is. <laughs> Look what he's done to the Clippers. Oh, mate, we'll get onto the Clippers. Let's not do any Harden bashing just yet. Uh, I count, can't we? No, that's why I turned up. No. Uh, so. I think the revelation of the season oracle for the Sixers is multifolded. It's twofold, threefold, yeah, fourfold, right? So yep. one, Tyrese Maxey's going off, right? Um, and how uh, I must admit, I watched a. You know how they have the NBA cares things on in the in between the games there, and there's this guy talking no. about. Okay, well I get it on the NBA league pass, and there's this guy talking about oh how. You know, it's good for the NBA players to be doing stuff with the community and helping the community, and it brings everyone together. And, and next thing you know, it's actually Tyrese Maxey doing the talking, and they finish on him with his big smile. And I thought, that guy is actually 
like a positive attitude, positive image type guy. He looks know? like the happiest player in the NBA. Yeah. Does. Almost the polar opposite to Ja Morant. Like. Yep. Yep. Okay. And I thought to myself, I don't actually remember Harden ever playing basketball and having fun, like smiling, enjoying it. Maxi seems like he loves being out there, and I think that's infectious, and I think he's making the rest of the players better for it. I think it comes between, like, from a, a career, like, even though it's in its infancy, of being told you're the second best the whole time. Mm. Um, always, you could have just imagined, his, like, what was he, 25th? In the draft, yeah. So, like, what a steal! Yeah, oh. like, really, really. If you think of the seventy six as draft bombs, <laughs> yeah. like absolute bombs, yeah. And then you look at Maxi. If if those two first round picks were half as good as Maxi, would <laughs> things would be completely different? Mm. But then I, I thought, sorry, but I thought he was going to be a, a good player. I don't know if you remember, but he was the guy that I wanted for the Celtics instead of us drafting, I think it was Aaron Neesmith at the time. I thought we needed a point guard, and I thought he was the best one. But I had no idea he was going to be this good. I knew he had speed, but his shooting is incredible. His his passing, you, you must have seen that same stat where in the last 10 games, he's only committed 10 turnovers. Yeah, unbelievable. And for a kid who's... Just stepped into the role of being the lead guard, and he's still dishing out plenty of assists and like everything. Like seven That's assists, incredible. he's averaging, so, yeah. and five rebounds. And so yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So part of it is, I reckon, his attitude has has been infectious and 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 built up the other players. Pete Maxi's individual brilliance. You know, like I saw him hit this three pointer. He must have been five meters behind yeah. the three point line at one stage. I thought. Like the ball's on the guy to take that shot and just go, boom, it's a swish. Mm. So there's not only that, but I actually think the moves that were made got out like a negative mindset player. And Nicholas Batum and Robert Covington, um, a.k.a. Rocco, have brought something. Yeah, well, it, they even have. Even Pat Bev as well. It's, uh, it's a not- total upgrade from PJ Tucker, who's living off that yeah. one series reputation where he yeah. where he was up against Durant. Yeah, like really, that's what that's where he got his reputation from, oh. and like now instead of just having one, we got three of them. Yeah, and um, good ones too, and decent player, like decent decent player. I don't know if they're worth their fifteen million but, contract. But good but role players, inspiring. Good role players, Pete. Where like Rocco, Batum, and Bev, you're not. I don't feel like you're worried about them being out there being a liability, and and I tell you what, the Ubre is a bit of a hit. That's oh, a loss. That's, that's a, a huge that, loss. Like pardon the pun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that's that's a that's a loss. But they, you know, they came out and they played well again. I re- I th- I think a lot has to be said, and from the feeling I get from watching them, is like JoJo cops a lot of a yeah. lot of crap, but he could have thrown his toys out of the pram 
and, and uh, said, oh, and sold. But he's come back and he's totally professional and he's yes. working with what he's got yep. and he's trusting everyone around him. You're like, if someone who's been through what he's been through, you'd think he wouldn't have the trust yep. in, in the team anymore. But he's, he likes his players around him. He's trust. And a shout out to Tobias Harris as well. So talk uh, about a role player. Yeah. He's a role player plus. At the back moment. on back on um, Embiid, I thought he was going to have a kind of season where he's had his MVP award. He's going to take it easy. You know, Harden's wanting out. Maybe Embiid wants out too. But I've been completely wrong on that one. I think he's played exceptionally well. I think he was Player of the Week again. And I think Maxi has not taken anything away from Embiid's game. He's he's added to it. He's given Embiid a lot more easy looks, I think, too. So, a big shout-out to Embiid. I think um, he's got the team around him now. And I, I really think, I, I'm salivating. I, I thought that the Celtics at the start of the season was the only team that could maybe give Denver a little bit of a, a run for their money come finals time. But how good would it be, Embiid versus Jokic, oh, and then Murray the versus guard that, yeah, Maxi? Yeah. With yeah, a quick I mean, that, that would be worry about. <laughs> Pete, if, if it happens, we're going, right? <laughs> we're going. You're breaking open the piggy bank, mate. Yeah. We're going. But that uh, would be a fascinating series if they, if you got like those two over seven games. Oh, yeah. But so let's sort of wind back a little I bit there. I do think Denver are a bit too big for us. Well, it's something I wanted to touch on there. So you got to buy Tobias Harris, who I think is now not having the defensive um, requirements on him, having that help of Covington and Batum around him, and obviously um, Joel's Joel, but Tobias has filled that sort of gap in between what they need there. And you start looking like this is actually a constructed roster of guys who actually want to be there and win and are trying hard for each other. And I'm thinking... Something must be said for the coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you I'll, that up. I'll put my hand in the air. I told you so. Doc Rivers is no good. Mate. <laughs> He's no good. Pete, you've gone on record saying <laughs> no one has a sideline pout in dismay. Uh, it's just <laughs> like Doc Rivers. It's just terrible. It's so photogenic. You it, know when he doesn't like just, what the referee's done, and the uh, referee knows it waving too. Waving his hands around like akimbo, <laughs> like he's just—he's terrible. They've got all the—they've got all the ingredients. What I like about them is they're tough, they're resilient, and they're a hard side. They could have easily turned this season into a, like a deck chair, like crack under the pressure. And let's face the facts—they should be uh, nine and zero. So they out they they played yeah. better than Milwaukee. They they could have beaten them for so, sure. And that was very unlucky. Some of those calls they got in that game. So I actually thought, like I've said to you for a couple of seasons now, and especially last season, that Tucker was past past it and actually not offering what was needed for a team. And I actually think losing him or shipping him on has given them something because they're not. There's no one who's a passenger out there now in offense. That. They're, they all have an ability to do something. I am a little bit... So I'll say coach, I'm, I'm really happy with what he's done with Nick Nurse, but I would be a little bit worried about the talk about, oh, they're going to make another trade. I'm thinking, they've struck lightning here. Yeah. Why Why yeah. change well, it? Well, they don't, they don't need to make a trade. 
They've got all these expired. They reckon they're going to have fifty million in cap. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, everyone's talking on oh, another playmaker, another playmaker, and then I'm looking at the NBA. I'm going, oh, who? Like who would possibly be available? And they, there's always talk of uh, OG Ananobi, and I don't know. He's he seems to be injury prone, and mm. um, <laughs> is two first rounders and some salary. Is that going to get Mikhail Bridges? I reckon that's if you put Mikhail Bridges in this side, that's it. That's a championship side there. Um, he might be a bit over the price range, I think. I yeah, think I think good. so too. But that's just in my my wildest dreams. But if yeah. I'm thinking of what what the hey, what it needs, what about our what about our old mate stuck at the Blazers who played for the Nuggets? Um, what was his name? Matty uh, played for the Nuggets. Jeremy Grant. Grant. He's the most overrated player in the who? NBA. Grant. Yeah. He's on big money. He's the most overrated player in the NBA. You don't like him, Pete? I oh, don't like him at all. He's on big money. Oh, he had, he, he had play. Money. He, he, he had some like soft track uh, victories when he was at uh, uh, the Pistons. Yeah. And that's where he got his big contract because he's putting up huge numbers. Well, no, Blazers actually gave I him another him, contract. It's because with Kelly Oubre, they looked... Really solid. They looked like they could score from all different kinds of positions. They had really everything they needed. I don't think they need another playmaker. They just needed another finisher as well, another scorer. And with him out, I think if they got another guy that could score on the wing, that would be it. But I really don't think they need it. I really wouldn't be overspending or anything or desperate to to get anybody. Maybe they could add, you know, something that could help a bit here or there, but I would not be going for a, a big-time nah. player. I'd just go for another maybe depth piece if that's what they want. But wanted. talk about maybe being a trade, Greg eh? Cor- uh, Corkmaz's wish. <laughs> no, he's, he's getting game time now under Nick yeah. Nurse. So I think he might, you know... Tell me, like, have you ever seen a team win a trade as much as this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, it, was, it is total it is nothing but positive for so, the 76 so then no rewind negative. it rewind it back and then yeah. think about what you gave up to get the beard we got it back i think we well, we got two first round back and yeah. ben simmons yeah ben simmons and seth curry oh we had to give up didn't the drum go in that trade as well dude you're in a much better position now oh, than what you were. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. I'm, I was a bit I disappointed there was no all... Norman Powell. Or, but nah, yeah. nah, just 3 and D wings. So if you look at what, in, in the offense, what was PJ Tucker doing? He was hanging out in the corner mm. with no one on him. And just, okay, just take your shot. They're just giving him that shot if they want it. And, you know, he, he did... Get it sometimes, but Batum's a way better shooter yeah. uh, than, than PJ Tucker. Bigger Marcus p- Morris is way better shooter, and I'd argue Covington's a better shooter as yeah, well. Yeah. Can I add something to that too, Pete? Is that for years, I think that the Sixers' biggest problem against the Celtics, so let's face it, Celtics have had their number, is that they haven't been able to stop Celtics' wings. That, you know, Whoever they put on Tatum and Brown or whatever, it just wouldn't work. And that would give those guys so much space that, you know, MB couldn't stop them either. I think with these moves, 
it's just going to make things a little bit harder for our star players. And I think we're your biggest threats. And and with Embiid and Maxi firing the way they are, then they've got enough. They've got enough to especially be with, the team. Especially with Jalen being in uh, some questionable form. Well, uh, we, we can gonna, get to that later. Do, do we? Do we? Well, I think we can. Oh, all it's all ag- good. It's all good at Philadelphia. I, I think There's, we can all agree. Philly yeah. are on the uh, are, are on the rise or have I risen. Thought, I thought uh, Indiana would. They did give him a good go, but I thought you know this could be a bit of a banana skin game for for Philly. But no, they 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 have been letting in as usual. Philadelphia do they get to these leads and they let them back. Like in the Celtic yeah. game, what that was a calamity that oh, last yeah. three minutes. Oh, I just, I, I just thought of one other unreal play from Maxi Pete. Do you remember where he was? He did a chase down block. Yes. On one end, and he got up like so high to knock it. Off. Then he gets the ball and he throws up a um, alley oop on the other side, and the guy missed the dunk. But still, I mean. That just showed how Maxi is everywhere, and his game is not just limited to his scoring. I mean, he's just—he's um, the reason why they're in the position they are. If he didn't turn out to be the star that he is, then they'd look in a bit of trouble. But he's—he's—he's he's, he saved them. I yeah, think. they're yeah. talking crazy. Like he's got a lock on most improved at the moment. Like it's only yeah. two weeks in. Well, there's one other guy I like is most improved as well. Paul Zingas, Anthony Edwards. Well, oh, yeah, and okay. uh, and Shay, uh, he's upped the game again. He's almost, almost unplayable. Oh, I, I thought I thought last year Shay was in the top five, top six NBA guys. I think this year Anthony Edwards has made the leap, and he's going to be one of the top top guys in the league. So he's gone from being a star to being, I think, a superstar this year. So. Can we transition a little bit into Celtics now? Because I want to talk about that um, game against the 76ers there, Oracle. I actually watched the majority of that game. Mm -hmm. And I thought the best part of that game was the back and forth between Joel Embiid and Kristaps Porzingis. Like... Porzingis wasn't stepping back. He tried to do this vicious dunk at one stage. Embiid did some mad dunks. Um, they there was some feeling there. What do yeah. you think about that? I thought we played pretty poorly. I thought our defense was lackluster. We normally have a pretty good game plan against Embiid, and maybe Maxi was breaking that game plan because you you can't leave him open. And I thought that their wings did a much better job defending our wings. But on top of that, I thought Jalen Brown played the worst game I've seen him play in maybe two years. And at yeah. the end of the day, we still had a chance to win this game. And that, that's what worries me if I'm a Sixers fan, is that Celtics played terrible and we're still right in it. Uh, but Were you? Yeah, but... Well, well, it was a bit of a calamitous if, like, last I mean, three if minutes. If that, like, we were well ahead, <laughs> like, well yeah, ahead, in control. But, but this was a good chance for Philly to, you know, really put their foot down. And once again, whether it's the yips or whether it's that, you know, Celtics luck or whatever, we've always had the wood on you guys. 
I think we've played each other like almost 500 times in the league's um, history. And I saw a few things where, you know, maybe late game execution could be an issue for it's you guys. It's always been an a... issue. Well, look at it last year. Look at the calamitous I mean. with uh, not giving Embiid the ball in the last minute. So, yeah. Oracle but, of... but in the end, Matty, just to finish mm. off, I do think that uh, Sixers definitely deserve to win that game. They were yeah. far better than us. And um, a couple of better performances from our star players uh, maybe would have made a difference for us. Yeah, look, it was close in the end. And you're right about the potential yips and whatever. But they got the... The 76ers would be better for that win next time you play against them, right? And so yep. they got the monkey off their back, I reckon. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about those matchups. So, like, can you talk about what you saw in the Pazingas and Bede uh, going up against each other? Well, I saw that Pazingas is, is such a good three-point threat that for someone like Embiid, he has to play a drop coverage. He's not. He's no good out on the perimeter. So if you've got a guy like Porzingis on there with our um, guards and forwards, then there's really no place for MB to defend. He's got to be up at the three-point line, and then Celtics can attack. So Porzingis positionally makes a big difference for us. However, what I didn't like is that in the past, we'd have a guy like Grant Williams, really uh, like a thick player, like really bodding up Embiid. And even though they can't stop Embiid, just make him work. Make him, you know, feel the the defense. And I don't think Porzingis is that kind of player. Like he will he will try, but he just doesn't have that sort of stout physique to, to give Embiid any sort of hassle at all. So um, I do think that, if the Celtics could get another, like a bigger center, like a a guy on the buyout, like a Drummond or something like that, just to just to give Embiid a harder time, and then later Jokic as uh, Drummond well. Drummond has never really given. Him <laughs> but you know what major, I mean, Pete. Yeah. Just a guy, a beefcake that Pete. can put a body on him. But you know? what you love about Embiid as a seventy-six, he has some players just have an unplayable play, and Embiid's got one. And Tatum found out what it was in the post, the fadeaway to ice the game. Oh, it's undefendable. That. Like yeah. if he can, if he if he can yeah. score like that, you know who who can defend that? Maybe Wemby now, but still, uh, it pushed Wemby underneath the basket. Yeah, but that fadeaway is just for for a seven footer. Yeah, it's immaculate. So, it- Oracle, probably one other thing I want to talk about with that matchup um with losing your um robert williams the third oh, back under the knife yeah who's yeah who's had a terrible knee injury again he's out for the season uh yep. probably not as big a loss as you know in terms of oh you know we had to give him up to make that trade or whatever maybe a little bit of vindication there for the celtics in dealing him um knowing his injury history but yep. He um, provided that um, springy D um, blocking shots in cover and things like that. Is Porzingis actually doing that? Not quite. So no. Porzingis, 
he's a threat because of his size. He can still get into a position where it will make a person think twice. But because of Robert Williams' speed, you were always worried that that guy's going to be around to block a shot without you even knowing he was there. Mm. And you've seen as well, Matty, with the Nuggets, the way that they're playing Porter Jr., where he's being put on the least respected shooter on the other team so he can rove around and and give that kind of coverage that that I think is what turns a defense from a solid one into an elite defense is having that shot blocker that can roam around and disrupt uh, other offenses like that. So Pazingas is not that kind of player. We've got some other things like um, Drew Holiday uh, doing some things that I haven't seen a guard his size do. But we are missing, I think, that sort of roving shot blocker right yeah, now. Yeah, I reckon so too. So talking about Drew then, where does he, now that he's been on your Celtics for, you know, it's what's it, nine games, 10 games now, where does he stand now after, you've, you know, 10 games in compared to your Marcus Smart experience? It's a tough one, Matty, because he he's kind of, just like Marcus Smart in, in so many ways, like he would defend the post player and he's an incredible post defender. Yeah. But then he's making the right reads just as Marcus does on defense, when to double, when to back off, when to attack his, uh, you know, his opposing uh, player. He's got all the, all the right stuff and on offense as well. He's a better shooter. So make some good decisions too. But like, I mean, look, I saw Marcus Smart do a play. I don't know if you saw it. The games were tied uh, for the Grizzlies, and he drops the ball in front of him. He dives down, pops it up. I don't know how, with his back of his hand, up to a player for a dunk, uh, basically to win the game. It was just an incredible play. Against the Um, Clippers. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It was against the Clippers. You know, so it's splitting hairs, I think. Splitting hairs, but we got two first-round picks in the deal to um, trade Marcus for Pazinga, so it had to be done. Bargain. It so, had to be bargain. done. Like, if you're looking at that deal now, so, man, I ca- I that's can't, a no-brainer. I can't split it yet. I know you had this um, kind of loyalty to Marcus Smart, but come on, looking at it now, two picks. Yeah. And, and oh, look, it's, it, it had to be holiday. done. And, Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, and Matt's brought it up before that maybe Marcus Smart's voice in the locker room was a little bit too big and he for would a rookie coach, dominate yeah. over the coach. You know, it's for that reason alone, you know, it's an upgrade. So now sort of looking at that Eastern Conference there, week one, Oracle, you were pretty confident that the Celtics were the only team to beat, and you've just sort yep. of let us know that you think, well, 76ers are up there too. The The Bucks haven't been as... Uh, I'd be worried about the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. They haven't gone as well as what Bucks fans might have hoped. Have, have you got an opinion on that? Yeah, I've got a lot of opinions. First off, they fired their coach, a very, very successful coach, um, on the... Same uh, few weeks that his brother died. And so very heartless move. So already I thought they had the basketball gods against them, you know, doing something like that. Karma's a bit. Yeah, yeah, Wasn't over the timeout? 
and then they 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 hire this guy, never been head coach before. They bring in a, you know, uh, a well-respected head coach to be his assistant. He fires him before the season starts. So already again another problem. Then when I'm watching them play defense, they're playing a style where they're up in your face trying to get a steal, and that means they've got to come back and cover, and they've got to do a lot of communication and stuff like that. These guys just aren't doing it. They're giving up so many easy looks. And it's come down to if Dame Lillard is having an average or poor game, then they get beat. So if he can't shoot incredible shots, they're not winning the game. And it looks terrible. I see that um, also, uh, what's his name? The guy that came from um, the Suns. Crowder. Play for the Celtics. Crowder, he's now out for an yeah, extended period of time. So they are very, very thin at the wings, and man, yeah, they're not looking and, good. And, and Matt, I know you've got some thoughts about Brook Lopez as well. Well, I just used to laugh at how you know everyone used to, well, not everyone, not us, but the media used to go on about what a great defender he was. Yeah, you know, that's and, what happens when you have a couple of good games against Embiid. He had a couple of good games against Embiid. And yeah, that's true. Yep, he yeah. got tagged with this great defensive dude well, well what's he done lately nothing oh they're they're in they're in strife the dame is a false dawn it's like he's he's injured especially what's going on with middleton like i don't know like one leg yeah what's going on with him they i was watching a game where you know they were excited that he got to 20 minutes hmm like, how long is this going to go on? Mm. We're, we're, we're 10 games in. I wonder if, like, don't get me wrong, we're 10 games in and they're still equal second. Oh, sorry, equal third. It has the feeling that he needs surgery and they're not giving him the surgery. They're trying to get through the season. Oh, really? That's, what, that's mm. the feeling. It, that's not good. You know when you, yeah. the rugby league player will just get the injection? Like, minutes restrictions after 10 games. Yeah. That sounds a bit more significant an injury that you might be in, making sure it doesn't in saying get that, you through. In saying that, Pete, right? They've got a, a basically new style of defense, total different um, philosophy in attack, different type of point guard. They've changed a lot of stuff around. They've only lost, you know, they've won 60% of their games. They're... They're equal third behind Boston. I wouldn't say it's danger, you know, ring the alarm just yet. I reckon if they're still, you know, let's call it doing poorly, but I wouldn't say they're doing that poorly. They're still, you know, not doing too bad. They're just not looking great. But if they're still doing poorly after 30 games or looking poor after 30 games, there's a problem. Well, they capitulated last year, and from the looks of it, last year's team was better. Hmm. What I've been that's, my, that's my fear for, fear for them. Is... They, they've gotten rid of all their other assets. They've got no more picks. They've got no depth. So they can't just add something to this team. Yeah. You know, all that's going to happen is players will get injured along the way from here. And if they're going to rely on Giannis getting 50-odd points to win games and stuff like that, 
well, they're going to wear themselves out come playoff time. That's what I worry about for them. Yeah. So they they are capable, as you said, Matt. They've got a a decent enough starting five. Yeah. But outside of that, uh, they could fall well down that ladder by the end of the season and then be struggling to make it anywhere in the playoffs after that. Well, yeah, major injuries, of course. But like, if they can keep some of that core together and playing, they're going to win games, right? And and. If you think about it, all they got to do is be in that top six, uh, and they're well and truly in that at the moment. They and Matt, Giannis alone is going to win them plenty of games. They'll be in the playoffs, and so right? will Dame. But, yeah, but the thing right. is, but they don't they, have enough. Will they iron out all their creases come playoff time? Okay, like they'll be playing against, you know, if they're sort of bottom half of that top six. They're going to be playing against a decent team, but you're looking at the teams there now. Okay, you know the Cavs aren't even in the, the Cavs are. 11th. Miami are still dangerous. Okay, like, I wouldn't want to play. They they've had no troops. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> they're coming forth. But, but Pete, let's Didn't say they played the other day, Pete, and there was no Jimmy Butler. There was no um, uh, young bloke hero uh, hero. Yeah, and they still won. Heat yeah. culture. Yeah, uh, Attaboy all went for like a billion points and a billion yeah. rebounds. And yeah, but I'm just saying that if they can if they can keep out of that seven and eight and not have to play Boston or Philly in the first round, the way things are looking at the moment, I'd back them to have a chance against the Heat or the Pacers. Like, yeah, know, of course or, they'll have a chance. But like last year, they were in the same spot, like the spot that you're talking about, and they had a, a shocker. Mm. They had a shocker in the playoffs last year. I'm reserving judgment. I'll just say that. Yeah, they're not. I'm not right. I'm not like getting the marker out and drawing a, a line through them. But I think everyone got caught up with the Dame hype. Oh yeah, and yep. started you know thinking that they're going to be world beaters. Why? And I, uh, I'll go I even uh, show my colours. I love the way the 76ers did it. It turns out to be a master strike now. It's like quietly mm. and calmly build your side and yeah. you you have the dame. Grassroots, building up from the draft. Maybe it's like, a Trojan horse this day. Like he's going to have injury problems. He's, yeah. He wants the ball all the time. Like, How long before they fire the coach? If they keep playing like this and everyone's worried, what, you give him 20 games, 30 games or what? There's there's coaches that are coaching worse. Well, so, all right. so Oracle, what's the name of the guy that was at the um, at the Heat? Uh, sorry, at the um, Trailblazers and left after a Terry Stotts. Could, could Terry Stotts come back if they fire the coach? <laughs> Imagine that. Oh uh, well, you know, stranger things have happened. So maybe he says, "I told you, I told you this would happen." Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll see so, what happens. So Eastern, sticking with the Eastern Conference, uh, you, you both had a look at the paces. Oh, I'm loving mm. the paces. Are they? That's who we need. Are they we just, need a buddy healed. Are they just like in, uh, a team uh, like maybe the Sacramento Kings were last year that are thousand guards going to win a lot of games, but aren't a real threat, really, Pete? Oh, I, I think they're. I think they're a threat. You do. I, I think they're, as I said, I think they're a, a banana skin kind of team. Uh, Miles Turner's playing like he's loving life again, and yes, he looked all right against um, you guys. Jalen Smith, I'm a big, big fan yes, of. I can't believe they're not starting him, but hey, 
it's working out. I'm a mat. I'm on record with my Halliburton, Halliburton yeah. love affair. Um, has it has it Halliburton tattoo healed up yet? Are you allowed to go for no, a sprint? No, of course, still got the papanthin on it. Yeah, like, okay. Can't go out in the sun. Um, Matherin, I'm not exactly sold on him yet, but he's got a lot of promise. You were um, quite keen on seeing what Obi Toppin was going to do. Over I there. love an Obi Toppin there as well. Um, I think Toppin should be coming off the bench, but I think Jalen Smith offers a bit more. But, you know, it's working for them. They're, they're living the high life at the moment, playing without pressure, playing without fear. And I don't know how many assists you give him the assists cup or championship already to Halliburton because he's not getting rid of that. He, I think he's averaging 13 or 14. He's crazy. The ugliest jump shot you'll ever see, but, God, it's good to watch. I love watching the paces. I love it. Bruce Brown... Hasn't really set the world on fire being there. 11 points, four and a half uh, rebounds, 2.7 assists and, um, you know. Brown's the kind of player that you need him to be good when you need him. Yeah, okay. Like when, like throughout the season, you know, Brown's not going to be winning any scoring records or anything. I just want him to play. You want him to have those standout games like... uh, like he did for the Nuggets when you when yeah, when, the, you, yeah. when the when it was coming around the corner and you're in the straight to win the title. So that's when Bruce Brown started to play really well. Oracle, where are you at with the Pacers? Are they pretenders this year? For starters, they got about five or six guys shooting almost fifty percent from three. That's what's made them dangerous. <laughs> but these guys don't nice guard me. anybody. <laughs> they, nice they don't guard. Yeah, if they want to be successful, they've got to be able to defend. I mean, the way they're winning is, you know, they might score 130 points, but they held the team that they're playing against 125. You know, like, they're going to have to do better on that defensive end if they're going to do anything in the playoffs. Hang on. So you're saying that Philly getting 137 against them wasn't all Philly? These guys aren't guarding anybody. I'm insane. How many points are they letting in? must be... Is it just me or scores up? down the bottom of that defensive rating i reckon like i think scores are up this year just from the oh, fe- yeah. feel of it oh like, yeah but across the, the board they're... i think defense has made a is on the back so you cross a lot of teams i think we scored 150 on them <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know and this wasn't any overtime or nothing and we didn't even have our starters play from the end of the third quarter and we still got 150 i don't I think, think they'll do anything in the playoffs they're fun to watch yeah, they're fun to watch, that's for sure. But I do think, Maddie, like you said, they could be this year's kings and they get some confidence out of it. And then maybe they can add a, a couple of players here or there that can help with that defensive side of things. And here you go. We've got a, another team on the rise. So you asked about where they are. They they are coming fourth in, one, two, yeah, in opponent scoring. San Antonio Spurs are worst, well, at in top spot, 124.2 points a game. Wizards are 123.8. Hornets are 123.1. And Pacers are equal with that on one. Not very good company. Yeah. One, you don't want to one, be in that group, do you? 123.1. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a sickly list there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and want to just, be with the Wizards and the Hornets in any Oh, category. God. Just out of interest on that, though. Erase the tape about my, my pool <laughs> comment. <laughs> Sneak. Get, get a load of this, though. At, after it's them the at worst. 100... 
equal with the Hornets on 123.1. Below that, you've got the Jazz on 121.6. And then below that, Milwaukee Bucks, 119.3. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I tell you what, so you know that, how and, we, and, in, and that was a team that built was built on defense, right? Mm-hmm. They were always pride of themselves and being the, one of the top defenses in the league, and their only trouble was late game scoring. That was it. Everything else they were firing, and to I don't know what they are anymore. They're not a great scoring team. They're terrible defensively. All it is is just like yeah. an individual performance from Giannis or Dame to get them through. That's it. Give them some time, Oracle. So we've touched on the Heat a little bit there. I haven't got to see them play yet. Um, but one team that I had a little bit of hope for this year was the Hawks. Has anyone seen anything of them? Hawks are playing all right. Um, they're in yeah. they're, they're notorious slow starters, though, this year. They, they, they're coming back in the second half kind of team. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I was down on the Hawks at the start. I'm still down-ish. On them, even though they, they're playing better than what I thought. I, I just, after that series, the 76ers and the, and the Hawks, where Trey Young basically won them that, that whole series, I didn't expect him to go a bit further in his development or be a bit more dominant in the NBA. Because he had that jump shot. He was, he was hitting them from the... From the logo all the time that season, he was just having a dream season, and that that alley oop to Capella was just almost unplayable, and it's just kind of petered out. Even Bogdanovich yeah. as well. It's it's it, it, even Murray. It's just it's a little bit stale for me. The Trey Young should be one of the top scoring That's what I mean. guards in the league. And his three-point shooting since that series, Pete, is below average. Yeah, I just, it just, like, now, it just seems Now, if he's going to be that small and that target on defense and then not being a great shooter on the other side, well, then it's a bit of a problem. Yeah, it is a massive problem, especially when you got, like, a, a USA track and field athlete like DeJounte Murray next year that seems to be able to do everything. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes you look ordinary. Yeah. Uh, anyone caught any Magic or Knicks? Knicks are Said a little well. bit of Knicks. Um, they're tough, but um, we smashed them today. They were sort of holding court with us, but I think, Maddie, there's still way too much one-on-one basketball coming from Brunson and um, Randall, especially Randall. They've got to get some more team-orientated offense with pick and rolls and movement and stuff like that. There's only so much offensive rebounding and defense they can do. So I think they need to rethink their offense a bit. It looks terrible. Well, they were out Barrett today. He's, he's, he's been pretty good for them. It's just uh, I'm not sold on Quinton Grimes. And I think that that spot <laughs> in the um, in the starting five is a big problem for them. I'm not totally sold on his defense either. I think you because Hart started today instead of Barrett, right? And yeah. I just I only saw the box for the. He seemed to play it all right. I haven't seen the game yet. I'm a big fan of Hart. Um, why he doesn't start? I do not know, but. Well, I don't know how they fit him in. Quinton Grimes. I don't know how he fits in. 
Um, that's just me. I think they see Grimes as part of their future and they, they want to get him minutes. Well, he's what, great defensively and he can he? hit a three. Yeah, he's good. That's 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 why he was Better drafted Josh Hart? for his defense. Well, Josh Hart just is not the same kind of shooter as Grimes is. Really, Grimes you know, Josh Hart averaging Josh Hart can go through year. games where he passes up shots. I'm big to differ. Grimes is not shooting well. He's not scoring. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't. Well, look, he was. Hey, Grimes was four from six from three point today, right? Yeah, but that's today. So, he, yeah, oh, I've been having. I've been because, like, now, the, the, Grimes is like a six thousand dollar player in my dream team that I play, and he's yeah. not scoring over thirteen. Like the trouble is, it's all Brunson with the ball, and everyone's just waiting for him to either make a shot or pass them the ball for them to shoot. There's just nothing else that happens, and eventually, you can you can solve that defense. You know, you can. You can put a bigger, faster guy on Brunson, and they're kind of done. They don't have a plan B, you know. And, and so, Randall has not played well this season, so with that, they're so, going to struggle. So Oracle um, Grimes, um, this game he shot sixty-six percent. He's averaging seven La- points. Last ten games, he averaged thirty-six percent from three, and he's averaging um, twelve points this season. Zero no, rebounds, one, one assist. He's averaging seven points, 1.6 rebounds, and 1.1 assists. Uh, mate, I'm just going off ESPN here. I'm on ESPN right now. Quinton Grimes, the Quinton Grimes, number six shooting guard for the There might be a per 36-minute stat there, Pete, as well. Yeah. You know, because they have, like, oh, what yeah. they've actually done, then they've got a per 36 minutes. Oh, one. trust me, I've been... I'll be following Quinton Grimes. He's not... Uh, sorry, mate. That was previous game I was looking at. You're yeah. right. 7.3, 1.6, 1. and 1.1. 1. 1, you're right. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's trash. But I think they see him as part of their future. Like, where did they pick him, Oracle? I think it was um, in the 20s or late teens, something like that. Yeah, well, they're not committed, I guess, at that. They're more committed to Barrett, I guess. Barrett's um, played like they, the the faith that they've put in Barrett is is finally coming good. Yeah, like he I've seen decent, him do some good things. He had a decent playoff series last year, and he's huge too for his position. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I like I like him. And I don't think they've had the same production from quickly. Also, like he was the guy that was a six man candidate, you know, of the year last year, yeah. and I don't think he's had that same kind of impact. So I do think they're missing a lot of creation. They really do need to get in another ball handler to take some pressure off. Yeah, quickly's um, 14.5 points, 3.7 rebounds and 3.8 assists. So, um, But he's he, coming on just to score. He's not doing much yeah, else. Yeah, he's not, he's not no. doing anything else. Uh, yeah, I'm not – yeah, they're in the uh, too hard basket for me to what to think about. They'll probably Could make, it be, they'll make the you know playoffs, how, but... You know those tough coaches, those tough-minded coaches that get you to grind and grind? Do you think they just sort of had enough of Thibodeau? Maybe. He, he, they might be starting to have enough of his constant, you know, come on, guys, another 48 minutes, let's go all out, you know? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, who knows? I think, like... We still got the um, the Cavaliers in, in 11th position. Like, 
the East hasn't really settled itself out. It's only well, been ten their troops back as well. Like they've it's been only been ten games, with injury. Ten games, mate. You, you, it's hard to say. You know, like well, they haven't had Jared Allen. They haven't had um, uh, Mitchell's been out for games. Uh, So's Darius. He's been out for games. Mobley. I don't know. He's starting to disappoint, isn't he? A little bit, but is it my fault for putting so much hype on him when you first yeah, saw him? It is, actually. Um, yeah, I think it might be. I like, feel sorry for the guy. I've, I've, there's a DM on my on my Twitter from him. I, I, have a, I might have said, too, that he reminds me of a young Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Who did we I say that? the other day? Uh, who haven't you said? You've, you've said two absolute shockers. You've said that Murray and Co- Murray's better than Kobe. <laughs> and then you said Michael Porter Jr. is the next Durant. No. Who, what did I say about Mobley? <laughs> I, I, did I say he's... Um, it was a really good comprom- uh, uh, a really good comparison. But I, I've, like, I've liked his D... And his ability to score around the hoop a little bit and stuff, but I I just don't think he is going to end up being a shooting power forward. I think he needs to go with a shooting center, um, and then he can just be a non-shooting power forward. Like I don't think having him and um, uh, Jared, Allen, Jared Allen. Allen there is a good combo, and I, and I think that that'll. There might end up being a trade there, and and it might not be Alan that's going. Yeah, and uh, in the East, there's nothing else really much to talk about. Uh, the Nets, uh, Toronto's playing surprisingly well. I have to. They're up and down. They're a heart attack. Scotty Barnes, superstar. Apparently, they've changed the way he's playing. He's playing point at the moment. And, and yeah, but he, also on defense, he's not playing. He's playing that rover role that we were talking about. That guy that can sort of really cover a lot of court and i think that's the thing with him he's got that size but his speed is quick elite you know so wherever he needs to be he can get there and in the past maddie he was an on-ball defender you'd put him against the other team's best scorer but they're not doing that now they're, they're getting him to play that more coverage role that sort of draymond green type of role yeah and he's really really doing well what i like the most about a player like scotty barnes he he can slot into any team uh, if you've got him of his skill sets and his his talent list he gets into every team like there's yeah. a, you, the, every team needs one of one of him yeah like he's got they still a, don't have consistent shooting though no not and... not from the perimeter but he's he's other facets of his game make up for that no. and more Hey, guys, but even we... with the rest of the team, Pete, their, their shooting is is pretty poor. Well, Pascal started the like a them, dog. Yeah, guys, we have been fifty minutes on the Eastern Eastern Conference. Well, that's the only thing you need to talk about, right? Let's talk about let's talk about the West. Let's talk about the Rockets. I the West is. But <laughs> I said that the West is the most interesting storylines, apart from the 76ers. I think all the next. Ten best stories are all from the West. Yeah, oh, the best okay. story from the West is Can- is Harden's <laughs> dry reach. Yep. <laughs> the Clippers. There's so much. There's so much going on there. It's just a shame that um, we spent so much time on the East. Ken, where do we want to start? Do we want to start at the top with the Nuggets? The, Clippers. the Nuggets eight and two leading. You want to start? You want to go to the Clippers? All right, Pete. Hit me with the Clippers. You've been waiting. They haven't won a game since he's covered. <laughs> 
Your man, Harden. No, the system. <laughs> Did you see that quote? You know, uh, Russell Wilson um, did something. Oh, what was his quote when he first joined the the Bronco? Oh, he, he just signed this massive contract. This is Bronco country. He yeah. did some, some kind of quote. And since then, he's just terrible. Going into a press conference and saying, you know, I am the system. <laughs> you just set yourself up for a massive fall. I've got a few ideas, but anyway. Um, they don't know is, what they're doing. It is funny though, <laughs> Pete, I'd say that um, having a guy that and, where this has happened, where he's talked himself up, talked himself out of a team. and, and Three the, times. Yeah, and the first uh, uh, run with the new team, things haven't gone to plan. Oracle, have you got anything on that? Look, I think they've got too many parts that overlap with uh, their skill set. They've got too many ball handlers, too many shot creators, not enough guys that can defend and have length. See, just as we were saying before about the Sixers acquiring all those lengthy wings to defend, well, the Clippers have now lost all of that. And and you saw in their previous game, I think it was against um, the Mavericks, I think it was, where oh, that was terrible. You've only got one big player on your team in Zubach, and then when uh, Paul George or whatever hurts himself, well, now you've got no other big guys that can come in and, and help. You know, down low, that they have a real problem with talent overlap, and they're not enough of the grit and grind sort of guys, the yeah. role players. And Rusty's going to be thrown under the bus. You watch. I nah, think. I don't think. I will. really think they're going to have to bench Harden. Yeah. And Ooh. they'll put Russell Westbrook on the starting lineup. It was working well before. That's and a massive putting Terrence call. Mann with him, and then James Harden can come off the bench and then do what he's going to do oh, there. That's, that, that's how I think it's going to work. That's you think that might work. Whether it's going to happen, I I don't think. I think it's Russell going. Which I, if it happens, nah, I'm going to be dirty. Because talk about some a, a player that's taken their medicine and yeah. one, once was a superstar and dictated terms and then came to the conclusion that, hey, maybe, uh, maybe I should just listen to the coach and play the role that yeah. I, should, I but should play. Harden's yeah. not there yet. No, Harden's not there yet. Harden still thinks he's the system. How can you walk into a team with Paul George and Kawhi and then start, you know, waving your big dick around. Like, I think there's a lot and he of... he might not even be the third best player on that side. No. I think there's a lot point. of flawed players on that team. Uh, I think that uh, Mason Plumley getting injured is not good. Uh, yeah. There's a bit of trouble there. Um, the whole reason Bones Highland went there from the Nuggets was because he was going to get minutes. And now <laughs> they've got Harden. That um, seems to have... Uh, Looking That's like going to be a problem. Look like it could be a problem. He doesn't, the kid doesn't shut up. In saying that, though, when he when he played against the Mavericks, he got uh, twenty eight minutes and scored seventeen points. So and Harden had a shocker. Yeah, He's, he, it's not even it's the system. Have you watched them play? No one knows what where they're supposed to stand. Okay, so here's the here's the thing. There needs to be uh, a period of adjustment. Okay, so where they can adjust. You said, give me give me 10 games. He's had four out. Yeah, well, let's see. PJ Tucker, again, as I said, I think he's a spent force, but 
Maybe they can get something out of him. But what I'd like to see is the Russell Westbrook, um, Paul George-centric lineup. And then um, with um, Zubac and maybe Terrence Mann and Powell. And then I'd like to see um, a Bones Highland Harden shooting. um, Who's going to get to shoot? (laughs) There's going to be zero passes in those possessions. (laughs) I think think the obvious thing is the balance of the team is out, Pete. Oh, it is so... And as we said at the start of the... That trade just looks ridiculous yeah. for for the Clippers it's, compared to the 76ers. It, like, it's it, ridiculous. It's so so like unbalanced. It's a balance issue, right? So that's that's probably where we'll leave them thinking that I just laughing. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that you know they've got some good players on that team. I almost think they need Harden to get injured. He's 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 used up all his goodwill, hmm. like all his um, give him the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, they're in eleventh. Harden's struggling. Let's not kick a, um, a guy while he's down. Let's look at the other end of the um, Houston Rockets. Okay, well I was going to say Mavs, but okay, <laughs> Houston Rockets doing better you had than a good expected. Look at them, Maddie, you you must well, have been impressed. Actually, no. Because, you didn't see the game yesterday. No, what happened was oh. I went through the thing where I just missed the end of the game and then I had that five-hour oh, delay, delay in the upload. waiting to see the um, the replay on NBA League Pass, which I'm still dirty about. Yeah. Um, and then I found out the score and then I just thought, oh, well, I'm not watching it now um, because... I wasn't going to stay up late to watch a game I already knew the result of, which was a loss. Uh, but I did listen to a few um, of the Nuggets podcasting guys talking about it, and essentially, you know, it just it wasn't their night. The second unit wasn't doing well. I think I think one <laughs> Joker was doing well. Joker did well. I think one thing that they have found that with Reggie um, coming into the starting lineup with uh, Jamal being out, then the second unit of those young guys have really lost their their leader mm. and and that's a problem okay so uh i think what that's going to show is is that jamal or reggie going we don't really have a good third option for those two playing those point guard and backup point guard minutes so that's probably something uh, something i've learned uh, over these last few weeks I think, though, that generally, though, eight and two, the Nuggets are going all right. The Houston Rockets have been a surprise packet. A lot of us guys... I'm not that surprised. Well, Imo Doka has got them playing hard. A hard coach and a couple of veterans, and you've got the talent. The talent's there. Yeah. Like, Shangoon. Shangoon. He's going to be big. Yeah. He's He's their best player. Yeah. And it's it's not like the roster's got no talent. Um, Jabari is coming along. Now, as well, he looks like he's going to be a top NBA talent. So, yeah, everything looks good for the Rockets. I think they, I think they did pretty well in the trade market. I think for what they could have got, uh, Freddie is good enough, and Dylan Brooks is good enough. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, let's have those two veterans. Oh, veterans! Well, I would say, Pete, like Van, normally when you Van tank Fleet. the way that the Rockets did, you got to end up with 
one or two bona fide stars because then you're just going to be in that sort of middling group in perpetuity, you know. And I'm not convinced that they got their out and out superstars. Like Shangun could be. You don't think Jabari or Jalen Green is going to be a superstar? I, I don't think I've seen enough from Jalen Green because remember, he's been in the league now. Was this his third year or yeah. fourth year? He should have been a lot better now. I mean, look in a at team that's guys tanking. like Lamelo Ball and all this. They, they've well, really the come Mello along. Ball is. <laughs> I, I hear you, Oracle. I, I just think that um, Jacques Landau's in there. I've got a little spot, soft spot for them. I've always kind of liked Dylan Brooks, just that he's so... Jeff Green's pretty good. Yeah. In, uh, uh, and Jeff Green as well. Uh, let's keep, keep on going with... The, um, get through a few more things in the West. Mavs are doing well. Eight and two, mm. Oracle. You weren't that um, impressed with their off-season moves and no. their lineup this season. You've got to be impressed now. Oh, yeah. It seems to me like Lively was someone who I didn't expect was going to be much of anything, and he's become a really key piece for them at the centre position. It's unlocked a lot for Luca to have an outlet to be able to you know, throw up a a dunk for an inside uh, roller. And so he, he's added a lot in that, and the energy and the rebounding has been great. Grant Williams has turned out to be the perfect fit for these guys. He is very smart defensively, and, you know, he's still on that great shooting uh, that he's that he did at the Celtics, and I think he's going to really flourish there. I think that Luca, being one of the best passers in the league, always finds him, so he's played really well. And then... They've got a couple of other bench players that played well in the um, summer league and everything, and they've turned out to be important pieces for them too. So where I thought they were going to be very thin, they do have a lot of pieces that have come through, yeah. and I think they're looking like a pretty good side. Tim the only Hardaway, thing that question mark I've got is Kyrie. Other than that, Tim Hardaway Jr. is looking all right off the bench. Josh Green's looking all right off the bench. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching that game of the Nuggets against the um, Mavs, and, and, I, and I thought that, they, yeah, they got something this year. They got That Hardy guy too, Oracle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, yeah he looked good. I think what's funny on uh, ESPN, and it's still up on the, if you if you click on the on the Mavericks, it's still on the, the front page. It's got a, it's got a picture of uh, Luca, and it's James Harden marketing. <laughs> you just think to yourself, oh, Clippers, <laughs> if this is the matchup you've offered, you've offered Luca, you're in oh, trouble. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I did say that to you, didn't I, Matty, that, that uh, Dallas were going to kill him? Yeah, you did. Uh, so a couple of other teams that are sort of doing... Oh, what did you make of the... Um... Draymond ejection the other day. That was controversial. How was it controversial? Oh, going back that far to have a look at uh, a previous, previous incident to to give oh, him the second it tech? It to me like Donovan Mitchell knew exactly what he was doing. Well, that uh, that offers... Uh, to get him out. Yeah, exactly. Like, So you think Donovan knew that they'd go back and look at that? Because yeah. he, he ran Because that was a flagrant foul on what what Donovan mentioned did, right? Yeah. And Draymond already picked one up before, you know, good. Oh, I'm glad he got tossed. <laughs> uh, other teams that are sort of maybe doing better than we thought, Minnesota Timberwolves are in third position. OKC are in fifth. Uh, 
Good to see Giddy getting back to form after a slow start. They look good to Oklahoma. They look really good. Chet, you were right about Chet. Chet, Chet looks good. They just don't have enough um, positional size to take on the big teams. like The teams like the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, uh, you guys, the Celtics, are just to be too big for them, I think. But uh, maybe down the track, you know, something will, will come of that. Uh, do, you know, Maddie, do you know, Maddie, that they had the Shangoon pick and they traded it down to get like a few extra first round picks? And they? imagine if Shangoon was in this team. Yeah. Right, surrounded yeah. by all these guys, like that yeah. would be the perfect guy for exactly. this team to go next to Chet. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, probably worth mentioning a few of the teams are probably performing you know, worse than we than they'd hoped. Grizzlies are at the bottom; they've got a few injuries. I think this could be a non-event year for their Oracle. I, I just can't see them digging themselves out. Like I, I know it's early in the season, ten games in, but you know if if they're still bottom of the le- of the table when um Morant gets back uh it's going to be a big call for them to come back uh another thing i wanted to mention was the phoenix suns just can't get everyone can't get everyone on the court at once like have you heard anything about when booker might be coming back oracle no i don't and as i predicted uh these guys don't play on the court these days they they've got a track record of injury yeah issues and they just don't have enough depth around them to sustain it speaking of some injury issues lebron was out the other day and ad Mm. took over Mm. and you know maybe rekindled a little bit of talk for the you know is it ad's year for mvp this Mm. year uh the talk of the uh lakers fans totally toweling up the uh, Portland, the plucky Portland Trailblazers <laughs> by six points. Pa- 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 the Trailblazers, actually, they haven't the been Trailblazers are plucky, bad. aren't they? They're not going too bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm going too bad. And another Aussie in the NBA. Reef. Was his name Reap? Diop Reef. He's an Australian, uh, uh, Sudanese Australian, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, playing centre. Because your mate, the Time Lord, uh, he's playing G League. So I'm I'm not sure. I think he might have got a a contract upgrade the other day. I think he's on two-way. Might have called him up. But uh, yeah, he's Aussie, a new one. Drop the wreath. He got 11 points. Yeah, he Um, played all right. Three from three from from downtown. Three assists. Matching up with Davis, was he? (gasps) Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, right. He's he's one of those smaller centres, but... Matt, did, did you hear the commentators say that, you know, when healthy... AD is still one of the top players in the Were they still saying that up against uh, Reith from uh, Australia? Well, he actually was marketably better than Reith. Like he looked he like... was out playing Aiton as well at the time. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, guys, we're going to have to get close to wrapping this up. Is there anything else? Like next week, we might uh, do a little more focus on the on the West, but, you know, there was so much to talk yeah. about with the East with the 76ers uh, having that dream start to the season, proving everybody wrong. I think Embiid's going to have a great year this season. Yeah. I think it's not without um, chance, Pete, that he could go back-to-back MVPs this year. Oh. Like, if they keep going the way they're going, it mate, looks like get Joker it. Is, is angry he didn't... He wants it again. And uh, his numbers... 
Like going up against each other, Joker's got the assists. Yeah, like well, he's, he's yeah. unplayable. He's unplayable in that regard. He's got a chance for back to back. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. The way he's going, going for it. Yeah, and, and and I'll tell you what, the way that Joker and um and Beat are playing, there's no way Tatum's going to get it either. Oracle, I'll just say. Yeah, nah, um, that's a pipe dream. No way, Giannis either. Nah, Oracle, anything else, mate? I well, I think we could talk about it next week. That I think that the Timberwolves might be in getting into that top category in the West. Okay, in the top. Yeah, teams, we'll yeah. talk about them and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Ant and see and how he's going and stuff. And um, we'll watch a few games with them, Pete, this week. And, and so we'll get a good look at him, okay? You've been listening to Aussies on NBA. I hope you've enjoyed it. It was a sucker punch. I'm an OG fan. No one leaked any video of that that I've heard of. Um, (laughs) It's on certain websites. (laughs) I have them as the East version of the Phoenix Suns. Now he's a hero. For the first time, I think, in his career, Embiid's going to be surrounded by the guys that can shoot. The best upside in the league. What sort of toughness is he going to bring? He's not going to play until Putin resigns. This is a heart and soul of the league. And Kevin Love should be happy. Are you going to let him talk about Mason Plumley like that? What team would look good defensively playing against the Celtics? Chris Paul's probably no longer going to be a first ballot. Walk-up start, Hall of Famer. Chris Paul's fading. Because you're just so scared of him. <laughs>